I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Your new baby's first year of life is a whirlwind of emotions and experiences marked by countless milestones you won't want to forget. Each day brings discoveries, tender moments, and unforgettable memories that shape you and your little one. This week, I'm sitting down with Catherine Claire Larson. She is the author of Watching and Wonder, Growing in Faith During Your Baby's First Year. She is passionate about helping moms recognize the beauty and significance of motherhood and embracing the truth that nurturing a new life is a high and holy calling. In our conversation together, we talked about the difference between culture's view and the biblical view of motherhood. We also talked about why habits are essential to laying a good foundation to your parenting journey and how to form life-giving rhythms in the early months of your child's life. Yes, even when you're tired and busy. We also talked about the benefits of writing prayers down for your children. After this episode, I hope you have a profound realization of God's character and his unwavering presence in your journey through early motherhood. Welcome, Catherine. It's incredible to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? So I was thinking about this yesterday, and I asked my husband, and we kind of laughed about it and and thought to ourselves, probably if anyone were to say, it would probably be for being a family of boys. We have six boys. And so that's really the first thing people notice about us wherever we go um, is all of these, all of these boys with us. And so we really have a family that kind of embraces that. But I will say that they are just the sweetest, the sweetest boys around. And I had last year just kind of a wonderful moment. You know, it's always wonderful when somebody praises your kids. And I was busy working on my book and uh, the kids were outside playing a lot. And that night I had somebody post on our Facebook page for our neighborhood and say, to whoever the mama is out there of those boys, I just want you to know that they are the kindest, sweetest boys and that they were including my daughter in play and they were watching out for her on the playground. And that just made me feel like a million bucks. Of course, we all have our moments where, um, you know, we're not that But that is the kind of boys that I'm hoping to raise, that they will be boys who are not only their brother's keeper, but really their neighbor's keeper. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's what we're aiming for. We love to just really get their energy out. We go outside a lot. We're in nature a lot. I had a mom who is a little bit further along in this than me tell me. um, I asked her, she has all boys. And I said you know, is there any secret to having all boys? And (laughs) she said, wear them out. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of thought that was funny, but also true because when they're, when they have a place to release all that physical energy, they're less likely to pound on each other and cause problems and so forth. So we really, we play baseball, we go outside, we just really embrace the world around us. So Mm -hmm. I think that's that's what we're known for. Oh, that's really special. I love that. Thanks. 
Okay, so you're here today to talk to us about watching and wonder, but you also wrote a book called Waiting in Wonder, which was very similar, right? The concept's pretty much the same. That's um, right. Would you just tell us a little bit about those books and then we'll we'll talk more specifically about watching and wonder? Yeah, so I wrote Waiting in Wonder is the full name is Waiting in Wonder, Growing in Faith While You're Expecting. And it's a devotional and a journal. It also includes kind of developmental pages and things to pray for as your baby is developing in the womb. And I I kind of got the idea for writing that book when I was pregnant with my firstborn. I was a mom who was a little bit later in life to pregnancy. And it was a really special time for me. And I was journaling little love notes and letters to my son and also reading up all the books, reading like healthy sleep habits and what to expect while you're expecting and and reading in the, the word of God and growing in my faith and just all of these things. And I thought when I went to have my second baby, I was like, I really wish there was a book that would do all of these things <laughs> that would just <laughs> come beside a mom and would walk alongside her and help her grow spiritually, but would also be a place that would encourage her to just jot little love notes down to her baby that would encourage her to pray for her baby that would really just show... Oh, the other thing that I was looking at was a friend of mine at that time worked for National Geographic and he published a book called In the Womb. It was a beautiful coffee table book of the biological development of, of babies in the womb. And it was it was amazing, full of so much just information that just really turned my heart to God. And but I thought, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if this could be from a lens of a Christian perspective where we are seeing that wonder through the eyes of of people that uh, really see in God, the Creator who made that wonder and who made all those things marvelous. So that was the genesis of waiting and wonder. And it's done really well. I've been so happy with how the book has connected to so many moms and just done what I hoped it would do. And um, so it was always on my heart to write another book for that first year of motherhood. But then we had another baby and another baby <laughs> and another baby. And I was drowning in babies and you know, I just didn't have the time. And but the Lord just didn't take that burden, I guess, off of my heart. And so I think a few years ago, I just really started to feel kind of a creative longing in my heart. And I didn't know what the Lord was going to do with that. But I knew that it was there. And I just sort of rested. And just drank in beauty kind of wherever I could. And then at the same time, we found out that we were expecting and it was really unexpected for us. And it was at that moment where God was just like, this is the time. <laughs> Write this book. <laughs> You're um, like, really? <laughs> and I, Yeah, um, because I never had more on my plate. But I think the Lord just really wanted me to, to be able to have that so fresh in my mind mm -hmm. and to be able to write during while I was going through all of that. And so that's what I did. I wrote this book for Watching and Wonder is for moms in the first year of motherhood. And it comes alongside them. And it just um, is a day, not a daily devotional. It's three days a week. 
which is more manageable for moms, mm-hmm. as well as a journaling page each week. It has monthly milestones and developmental information to help moms. And it also just has places for journaling and prayers. And I just love how it's all come together. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift book. It's the kind of book that you want to put in a baby shower gift. It's the kind of book you want to give to your best friend and to mm-hmm. your, you know, to your your sister and you want to use and then reuse. And so I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I think you said like there's places to mark down like specific things that your baby's doing. Like it's as a journal yeah. type where you can like put those little things that are happening that we right. we think are so wonderful that we're going to remember forever. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's your not, mom, you know, it's that you not don't. too, it's not too overwhelming. Like, I mean, baby books have always freaked me out uh, yeah. to be honest. There's just so much that they want you to put down. And, um, but it's, it's a, it's a reflection prompt for moms one. Mm-hmm. And then also one of those kind of milestone prompts. So mm-hmm. it's just like once a week, write something down. I mean, I tell moms in the introduction, this is not an extra burden. This is not something to put on your already exhausted shoulders. If there's empty pages in this book at the end, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's a place to, to just have an invitation because sometimes you don't even yeah. know what to say. Mm-hmm. To have you have someone ask you a question and draw it out from you is really what you need. So yeah. it's an invitation to grow in your faith. It's an invitation to remember these wonderful days with your little one. And um, I just really think it's going to be a delightful book for mm-hmm. moms out there. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, my oldest was home recently over the her spring break from college, and she pulled out her baby book because she had come mm-hmm. home with her boyfriend, and they were like looking through it. And I was like, I remember being so stressed out about <laughs> putting that thing together. Yeah. And and I kind of did give my per, per, myself permission to not fill everything in. Every like picture doesn't have a picture, but right. um, it was interesting that she went back and read through it, you know, because so I feel like whether you're a mom or whether you want to pass this on to your child, I think it's an incredible keepsake as well that really can convey what that season was like and your love for your child. Definitely. I just think that that is something that for your grown child to know that you love them and that you were praying for them. And also mm-hmm. that you really believed so much that growing in God was the very best thing that you could do for them. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. own growth in, in the Lord, that that's going to mean just the world to them one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about motherhood in general. So how do you think our culture views motherhood and how do you think the Bible sees it differently? Because I know there's a lot of messages and the messages that we get from culture and social media, I mean, they're constantly changing. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways, our culture really, it thinks of early motherhood in terms of of daycare duties. And I, I think that Jesus sees it so differently. I mean, Jesus had a radical view of children, a radically different view that he brought them to himself. And he said, these, this is the kingdom of God. You know, this, look through this child's eyes. This is what, where you're going to see the kingdom. And so in some ways, I think our culture minimizes mo- motherhood. You know, as moms, we are not just, we're not just taking care of physical human beings. We are nurturing a soul. And mm-hmm. that's such a high and holy calling. And then in other ways, I think our culture sometimes 
makes everything revolve around the children. Um, you know, like our whole world is revolving around them. And, and if we are mothering for, for that purpose, it's going to fall apart. We're going to burn out. We yeah. have to, we, we really have to see motherhood and raising our children in that perspective of this is for the glory of God. This is for his light to shine. This is not for my satisfaction, not for my fulfillment, not to live my life vicariously through them, but because the Lord is, it has given me the gift of this soul and this soul is meant to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I know. I feel like there's these sneaky messages that, you know, of social media you know, of moms venting and always talking about how hard it is and how stressful it is and needing coffee or wine to get through the day. And I get that. I remember being overwhelmed, but it's all about your perspective and how you view it. And not to say that some people don't have, you know, difficulty, but just a simple shift in the way we view it. And when we start to view it through the lens of, like you said, Jesus and the Bible, it changes everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about habits because I know like in those early years, creating habits, I mean, like you have these big expectations of what it's going to be like. I certainly did. Like when I became a mom and I was thought of all these things I was going to do, even with my newborn, but yet it was, it was tough. I was doing something new. And then, you know, I joke, I think it was easier to go from two to three than it was one to two. And I've kind of heard that. So by the time I had my third, I'm like, all right, I got this. Like I am literally juggling bombs all the time. (laughs) Anyways, my point being is yes, it's, there's a learning curve to it. And so it can feel overwhelming to create habits, but I want to talk a little bit about habits because I know that you think that those habits that we form in the early days of parenting are really, really important. And they, they can be really good for our family and for our relationship with our children. And so what are some good habits that you encourage moms to develop in those early years? Yeah. And I think they start so small, you don't even realize how important they're going to be. And and they, they may seem really basic, but they just grow, they blossom and Mm -hmm. Some of those, I think, are as simple as praying with your kids, you know, praying with them as you as you put them to sleep, praying with them before the meals, praying with them when they get hurt, praying with them when they're angry, praying with them when they mm-hmm. need, you know, and I think that I've seen, you know, as my boys have grown, just seeing how the Lord has developed things like compassion in their hearts because they pray for the needs of our church family. They pray for the needs of our, you know, the the people that are around us in our circles. And, you know, to hear your seven-year-old praying at the dinner table for someone who has cancer or for the family that's going through a divorce, it just, it undoes me. Another habit is just chores. I mean, when they're little, they are so eager to help you and it's so precious. And, you know, I I heard, I think it was on NPR, they were talking about, I can't remember exactly what country it was in, but it was someplace in Central America where children love to do chores. And like, tell me more about this. And they said that, that one of the things that they do differently is that they, they do chores alongside their kids, mm-hmm. that really those chores are an opportunity to 
be together. So if they're cooking, they're cooking together. If they're cleaning, they're cleaning together. And it's a time of togetherness. And so even with my toddlers, like I've just, we can fold a washcloth. We can, you can help me take the clothes out of the laundry. You can help mama pick up the toys and all of those ways that you think that it's maybe not so important. Maybe it's just easier if I just do it myself right now. But in the long run, it makes your whole life so much easier. And also just gives you those opportunities to share life together. So those are those are a few that, that leap to mind right away. Yeah. You know, like I, I've heard that the best way to form new habits is to have it st- stack. So if there's already something that you're doing and you want to start a new habit, you just kind of add it on. And so when I think of like the morning routine and the evening routine I used to have when my kids were little, it was much easier for me to add something like prayer or like playing music or something, because I knew that there was a consistent time of day when we were going to be spending together, right? I knew I was going to be bathing them, changing the diapers. I knew we were going to be in the rooms upstairs. We were going to be upstairs together, getting ready for bed. Whereas it's harder now that I have them going in all different directions and nobody does anything at the same time. And so I do think that those early years are a great time to create habits. It might feel overwhelming, but but that framework is in place because you are together and you can start doing things together. And I love what you said about like doing the chores together. I think that's really, really important. And that builds a really strong culture of belonging and togetherness. And, you know, you get to set the stage for, is this a drudgery or is this fun or is this something we do together because we're stewarding our life and our family well? So it really, there's so much influence in those, those small habits. Yeah, definitely. I think that the habit stacking is is so key. And I don't think moms need to be overwhelmed. I mean, I think they can just take one little thing, one little thing that they're already doing and say, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to just read a quick Bible story in the morning, right after we eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be perfect every day. It's not going to be perfect every day. But (laughs) if you build, if you build that habit, if you build that expectation, then before you know it, your teenagers are turning to their Bible mm-hmm. after they have breakfast because mm-hmm. they have yeah. they've built that into their rhythm. It feels like second nature. And I think that that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those little things matter. So I love a practice that you talk about is writing prayers down for your children. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I really, in my book, I, I help moms with this because I think that just kind of inviting with a little journaling prompt is so helpful, but really any mom can, can do this. I think that if you take a scripture that you're reading, that's speaking to you and take that and turn that into a prayer, I think for one thing, writing a prayer helps you to, um, it helps you to pay attention. You know, I think it's so easy when we come to prayer to just have our mind wander and to, to take it and to physically do that act of that kinesthetic act of, writing something down just helps focus your mind. So I think using scripture to write prayers, also just using milestones, like whatever milestone they're they're encountering, just to use that as your launching point. So many things work on a, a metaphorical level. You know, when our, our little ones learn to walk, what a perfect time to pray for their walk with the Lord. When they are coming home with a bad 
a bad grade, what a time to pray for them in their lives that they will know how to handle disappointment and frustration when they're winning a victory, you know, to pray for them to know how to be a gracious winner. I think Mm -hmm. every little moment can be a time for us as moms to pray over them, not only in that specific moment, but pray for them, for for them as a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a a moms in prayer group that we've gotten together, prayed for our kids since they were four. And we haven't done it lately, but for years, I would write everything, all all of the things we were praying for our kids down in a notebook. And Mm -hmm. it's so amazing because some of us do have adult kids now to go back and look at the things that we prayed for them when they were little and be able to have conversations about like, wow, I'm seeing the fruit of this in their life now. It might've took a few years. It might've been a while, but look, look what God has done. And so that's super exciting to be able to do that. And so I love this idea. Mm -hmm. My, my church did something really special for a number of years. They had a few ladies that were just in a prayer ministry and they would have the names of each family on a card. Mm -hmm. And then when they prayed for them, they would just write down the date just a little date Mm -hmm. on that card. And then when that card was completely full, they would send it to the family that they had prayed for. And seeing that just, I put it up on my fridge every time I got one to see all of those dates that people had prayed for my family. It was so meaningful. And I think that that's a little thing that moms can do. Even if you don't have time to write down a prayer, write down 317. You prayed for them. Just write it on a card and give it to them at some point. And I think that that is going to be an overwhelming feeling for them of knowing, wow, okay, sometimes mom and I fight about this or that, but you know what? Mom loves me. She Mm -hmm. loves me enough to be praying for me. And you can do that with anyone in your life, but especially your kids. Wow. I love that. That is so powerful. I'd like to get one of those cards who's praying for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's always so, so wonderful to know someone's praying for you. A friend of mine told me that, that they have particular people in their families' lives that have covenanted to pray for their kids mm-hmm. every day. And her, the lady that prayed for her sister recently died. And mm-hmm. I, I just was overwhelmed by the thought of that, of someone outside your family covenanting to pray for you mm-hmm. every day of your life. What an overwhelmingly powerful thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. yeah. So that is a gift that we can give our children to show them that in these, in that, in that first year, when you're praying and growing spiritually, that you're thinking of them and thinking about their future and really, you know, giving it all to God. Yeah. It's so good. All right. So one last question, we're going to wrap up. What are some practical steps and encouragement for moms that are listening who want to make the things that you've shared about a part of their life, but they're just feeling like it's not possible or they're overwhelmed? Yeah. Well, I'd say just take take one thing. Just take one thing and and try and try and do that thing well. Also, one thing that really has helped me is uh, you know, we have this one verse in the Bible that says it's just it's that one verse that talks about Jesus's childhood and it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with man. And Mm -hmm. I love that verse as a kind of, 
how, how would I put it? it it's like a grid for me mm. to think about how we're doing. Yeah. Like how, how is my child doing? Is my child growing in socially? Is my gr- child growing physically in the, in the ways that they need to? Are they growing in favor with others? Are they growing emotionally? And so to kind of take that as a, a grid and, um, and, and just do a little evaluation and then see where you need to put your efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then just pick that one thing within that category of say, okay, well, we're just going to try, we're going to try and add this one thing. Like you said earlier, habit stacking is awesome to stack it to something that you already do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just try and, you know, do the next right thing. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and talking about your new book. I'm excited for our listeners, those that are are expecting and in those really early season of motherhood to get a hold of your book and to get it as a gift. I love love that idea as a gift because I always love the idea of getting them something that they didn't ask for, something that's unexpected, something that'll bless them, that'll really touch them differently than like what they need, (laughs) which I'm happy to do. But I love this idea of as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone thinks about preparing for all the physical things, but it's so important to prepare your heart, to prepare your mind and to just prepare yourself for the, the, what I like to call the high and holy calling of motherhood. Mm, Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. You can find Catherine at CatherineClaireLarson.com. She's on Instagram and Facebook as Catherine Claire Larson. I will link to that, plus where you can find her book in the show notes. Are you looking for a simple and meaningful way to bring scripture into your daily prayer life? Well, the Read It, Pray It cards will help. They are the perfect tool to deepen your connection with God's Word as you turn Scripture into heartfelt prayers. The front of the card shares a powerful Scripture verse that will inspire and uplift you, and as you read those words and meditate on it, they will sink into your heart and mind. Then flip the card over, and on the back, you'll find the verse transformed into a prayer. You can let those words guide you as you bring your desires, hopes, and praises before the Lord. These cards are available in a printed or a digital format. You can use the Read It, Pray It cards during your quiet time to accompany you in your daily prayer journey, or keep them as a gentle reminder of God's Word throughout the day. You can find them in my Etsy shop. All you have to do is search for Read It, Pray It cards, or go to www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash living in the sweet spot. I'll link to that in the show notes. 